This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Hello. Welcome to our little podcast recording that we're doing on the road. Now you guys probably know that we're in Westport. That is where we came. Um, I'm using a microphone that I don't usually use, so hopefully it sounds okay. And we're just sitting in our bed in our little apartment that we rented and I'm using my fancy recorder that I spent like $600 on that I never use but now I'm getting to use it so I'm excited about that so a couple weeks ago or last week or something I asked you guys to send in questions for my husband he's a urologist and you guys sent in some urology questions and also some just random questions so I'm going to go through some of them And some of them are directed at me, I'm assuming. Uh, So I can answer those ones quickly as well. So this first one, I'll just get out of the way. It says, what high school did you go to and did you grow up in Sudbury? Yes, I did grow up in Sudbury and I went to Llewellyn, which is in the south end of Sudbury. I don't want to brag or anything, but our volleyball team won OFSA. So if you're not familiar with OFSA, that is kind of like the provincial championship. So it would be, you know, the same thing as like in the US if you win like a state championship. So I don't mean to brag, but that's what happened. Um, Okay. So let's, okay, I'm going to ask a urology question. Okay. So my husband's sitting beside me. Um, A five millimeter kidney stone that's stuck in the ureter. So I'm going to stop right there. What is the ureter? So the ureter is the tube that connects your kidney to your bladder. And that's how it drains the urine into your bladder. So urine comes from the kidney? Yeah, it's made by the kidney. Okay. I'm learning something here. So urine comes from the kidney. You didn't know that your kidney made urine? I, I literally did not. I've been with you for like eight years. I'm a urologist. And you didn't know that the kidney produced urine. I literally did not know that. I thought urine just kind of like developed in the bladder. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have four huge textbooks at home. Oh, yes, babe. And I went through all those textbooks in my spare time. That's that's what I do. Okay, so five millimeter kidney stones stuck in the ureter. So the little tube that goes from the kidney to the bladder. So it's been stuck in there for two months. Do you say you wait or you get surgery to get it out? So everyone's a little bit different in terms of when they recommend surgery. Um, I, I think the important things here would be how long it's been there. 
has it moved down in that time? Like, has it started near your kidney and then moved down towards your bladder? Has there been any transit uh, in that period of time? Um, but, you know, generally, if in my practice, if uh, the stone hasn't moved within four weeks, hasn't passed, then I typically recommend surgery to, uh, to remove that. Um, any procedure typically for ureteric stone is endoscopic, so there's no cuts anywhere. Um, so it's, it's a relatively minimally invasive procedure um, and very effective in terms of getting the stones treated. So that's that. Okay, let's go over this one. Okay, I think we went over this one a little bit in our previous episode. So I think it's episode 50 or 51. We did a whole episode on pediatric urology. But this was a question that I had as well, because it was like, okay, we had a little boy, but I had no idea how to properly clean an uncircumcised penis. So for parents who have little boys or they're pregnant with a boy, how do we clean uncircumcised penises in our children? Go. So I think the important thing is not forcing the foreskin back, uh, try and get in there and, and clean it. Um, you know, just pull it back as much as you can uh, when, when they're in the tub, using a bit of soapy water just to kind of... Um, clean out what you can. Uh, but the important thing is if it's not going back to expose the head of the penis, then don't force it because that can lead to tearing and that can lead to something called phimosis where you can't pull it back. Um, and uh, in some circumstances, you need to have surgery to do a circumcision uh, later in life because uh, because you can't pull it back because it's scarring. So um, don't don't force it. Uh, just Just warm, soapy water, nothing too aggressive. Okay, this is an interesting question that I've never heard before. Can prenatal vitamins, which for the most part, I don't think prenatal vitamins are that much different than just a general multivitamin, really? Like I think they just have more, what is it, iron or folic acid? Yeah, so anyways, can prenatal vitamins cause kidney stones? She's had them now and she's in two months postpartum. Have you ever heard of that? So in terms of supplements, it's it's unlikely that you can cause kidney stones by taking enough supplements. I mean, unless you're really high high dosing vitamin D and calcium, you're not going to give yourself enough of it to produce a kidney stone. Uh, the thing about pregnancy, though, is sometimes you, because you're getting imaged more uh, with ultrasounds and things, we find kidney stones that you may not have noted prior to, to being pregnant. At the same time, there's lots of metabolic changes in your body in terms of like blood volume, kidney um, perfusion, um, and just the way you um, you deal with um, sort of toxins and stuff in your body. And those can predispose people to having kidney stones when they're pregnant. Um, so I think probably more than anything, it's not your not your your um, prenatal vitamins is probably just more the state of being pregnant that makes you um, more at risk of making kidney stones. Okay. Somebody asked the question. So if you want more information about pediatric urology stuff, go back to our first episode. Like I said, I think it's 50 or 51. And we touched on so many things like bedwetting and I don't know, undescended testicles, because I see that some people have, we did talk about that, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, UTIs, things like that. But just quickly, what what are the things to look for if your toddler has a UTI? Wouldn't it just be a fever? So for kids with UTIs, um, it's a little bit more challenging. Uh, I mean, toddlers, um, assuming that they can verbalize things to you, uh, a little bit easier to determine if uh, if they have symptoms of UTI. So complaints of burning when they pee, um, if you smell, uh, you know, malodorous urine in their diaper or when they're peeing into their potty, some blood in their urine occasionally. Uh, but again, just lethargy, fever, um, those are big things to look out for. If they're younger and they don't verbalize, then it's a bit harder to, to really determine. But in those kids, if you notice, you know, they're, they're not eating as much, they're more irritable or lethargic, uh, or they have a fever, then generally you want to rule out everything. Uh, and um, especially if they have a fever, uh, checking to see if they have a UTI would be what we recommend. Okay, this is a different kind of question. Do you, because I talk a lot about mom guilt, do you ever experience dad guilt or like feel bad when you're on call and you have to leave often? Is it dad guilt? Okay, so I'm going to answer for him quickly first. Um, so I am assuming that you don't feel bad that you're leaving Milo because you know that we're good and like he's fine. Just like I don't mind leaving you with Milo. Like if Milo's going to be home with you, I don't even think twice about it because I know he's totally happy and he's fine. Um, like it's harder for me to leave him like we did this weekend with my mom, for example, because we've never really done that with him at being at an older age where he really knows what's going on and he's a little bit more attached to us since like the pandemic and whatnot. But what I have is partner guilt because I know that it's difficult to be home alone with Milo because I do it often, like especially like if he's you know, in a little mood doing bath time, bedtime, like it can be really difficult. So when I leave, I don't necessarily have guilt leaving Milo. It's not about mom guilt necessarily. It's more about like guilt. Like I feel bad that it's going to be a little more difficult for you without me being there. So how do you, do you ever have those feelings? Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, 
I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Well, I mean, it depends on, for me, I think it depends on his mood. Like if he's acting fine Mm -hmm. then i know it's going to be okay uh i mean obviously there's some times where he's losing his mind but then you still have to go do what you need to do uh so it's more challenging at that in those times but i think it's a balance right i mean i i have to we have to balance 
you know, parenting, your jobs, other interests when, when we're, you know, living your life and it's, it can be challenging at times, but I think, you know, in specific situations where I'm on call and have to go in, I mean, to me, you have to, um, you kind of have to make the argument that it's part of your job. You're on, yeah. you're on call. And so part of your job is to, to go in and it doesn't really matter. It's not always the most convenient times to, to do that, but it, it's part of it and you just have to, you have to deal with it. Right. It's for me, it's easy to compartmentalize working versus being at home, you know? Yeah. Good answer. Um, okay. Why aren't catheters all non-latex? So I don't even really know what a catheter looks like. And it's funny because I was listening a few days ago, I was listening to Stassi and Bo's podcast and she was talking about how terrible the catheter was when she was going through like labor and delivery because they put a catheter in when you have an epidural because you can't get up and pee, obviously, when you have an epidural. And I don't even remember having a catheter but oh, okay so never okay so i had the one where i guess they just put something in to like drain you out and then it's and gone okay so i guess some people have it where it's in there for like the whole time yeah oh especially if they have a c-section then they okay would, they would have it after okay so why aren't maybe this person is a nurse so why aren't catheters all non-latex I mean, I think it really depends on the manufacturer, certain types of catheters, uh, depending on like, there's different tips of the catheters that, that are used for certain situations. Those are less easily made with, with non-latex or with, with latex materials, but there's always alternatives and, you know, it, it's really depends on what your hospital or medical facility stocks. Um, it's not really, um, you know, there are certainly alternatives. It's not, it's not that they aren't, they aren't available. Okay. This is interesting. So somebody said that they recently gave birth and they're experiencing recurrent UTIs since giving birth. Is this something that is common? So in terms of UTIs after pregnancy, I guess, or after delivery it really depends on the time frame afterwards um if there was any degree of you know um, of any tearing or any reconstruction that needs to be done afterwards that all can lead to um, um being predisposed to infections the uh the other thing is sometimes just your healing in your pelvic floor um can give you certain symptoms or sensations that you may attribute to UTI. So it's always important to get the urine cultured to see if it truly is an infection uh, because sometimes the symptoms may not align with what your your urine culture is, is stating. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of being a specific risk factor for urinary tract infections, uh, I don't think being in the postpartum period is necessarily uh, always a risk factor. I like this next question. It says, where do you see yourselves in five years? So let's think about that. Milo will be eight years old. So he'll be in elementary school. Grade three. Grade three or so. <clears throat> um, 
Ideally, I would say that we're in our forever home in five years. My husband wants a Porsche. I don't really care about that. Um, I want to keep doing what I'm doing and building the podcast and building like the social media communities. Um, Yeah, I don't know. My husband's probably going to be doing the same job that he's doing. And hopefully, like right now, we live about 25 minutes from his hospital and his office. And ideally, I would like to live really close by because it's just with him being on call so often, it makes more sense for us to be as close as possible. Um, So, yeah, hopefully that is where we will be. And ideally, I would like to be because we don't live right downtown Toronto, I would like to be in a house that has like a little bit of a larger property with privacy and lots of trees. And yeah, that's that's where I see us in five years. I think, yeah, I mean, I think living closer to work would be what we need, what we should be doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we win the lotto, I'm not going to be doing the same job. No. Okay, so let's let's play that game. So if we won the lottery... Let's say we won like 80, 100 million dollars. Like, what would you do? Like, what what do you think your lifestyle would be? Like, would you be someone that would want to buy like, you know, a few houses in different locations and like travel around? Like, because I feel like I would still do the podcast and still do my social media stuff because it's so fun. Like, what would you do? I would not set another foot in the hospital. <laughs> so uh, I think we're a little bit different on that. But uh, I don't know. But like, where would you buy a house first? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'd have to figure out where we would want to be based. And maybe that would be in like BC somewhere. Yeah, I, I feel like because we have a Milo, we would have to have like a home base and stay there most often. But I feel like I would honestly put so much money into the podcast and I would like just try and build it with money and like marketing and if you had a hundred million dollars, yeah. why would you have to put money into anything? Because it's fun. I for me it's like I wanna grow the the show and that's like a goal. I don't know. Like, what would you do? Just, like, sit on your money and, like, twiddle your thumbs? Like, you still want to have, like, passions in life? I could find some interesting passions for if I had $100 billion. <laughs> oh, Lots of things you don't do because you have to work and stuff. Okay. Anyways. Okay, let's see what else. Um, okay, what is your husband's actual background? Where is his family from? You can answer that one. Uh, so, we're from... Well, my multiple generations have been in South Africa, uh, but our background is kind of a mix of a few things, but mostly uh, mostly Indian background. All right. Um, yeah. And so you came to Canada when you were young, uh, I don't know, grade one or two. Yeah. Okay. How do we prioritize our relationship? You're, you're asking me? I don't know. <laughs> so a lot of people ask, like, how do you guys, like, connect with each other or 
are um what do they say here i think that's a question for the psychologist romance tips for happy marriage handling fights da 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 I don't know. I think we both like try hard to see the other person's perspective when it comes to like disagreements or something. Um, how do I how do we prioritize our relationship? I feel like that's been difficult to do over the pandemic and COVID. And I talk a lot about how like we just kind of fell into this routine of how our days go because there was nothing ever breaking up the routine because every single day was the exact same and I still feel like it's kind of like that but then at the same time I love our routine so like it's it's hard to say like I'm trying well I think about it we have we don't actually do it but I often think like we need to find like even if it's TV shows to watch or like little activities to do in the evening like so that you're actually connecting with the person and not just sitting next to them. I don't know, it's hard. But at the same time like I'm I'm tired in the evenings and I want to just sit there and yeah, do I mean, nothing. I think eventually everyone gets a routine. Um and I think it's harder to change it when milo is the age that that he is like it's it's hard to really make a quick change in terms of what you're doing like it's not like we can you know go for a walk together around the neighborhood when he's sleeping or or you know so it's you know i think it'll evolve in terms of your routine as he gets older because he'll be more independent yeah and like staying up later or whatever it is like we could even do like family activities because I find by the time Milo gets home from daycare like we're trying to figure out what's happening for dinner and then especially in the winter time it gets dark so early you feel like you don't even have any time once Milo's home from school so we try and do lots of stuff on the weekends and I talk a lot about how we're really lucky in the sense that I'm working from home all week so I can get certain things done so that our weekends are more free and we're not having to like run errands and clean and do laundry and like we have more flexibility on the weekend. But it's true. I think it's hard to prioritize your relationship, especially when you don't have family nearby that can watch your child regularly or you don't have like a trusted babysitter that you can always call on um we're working on that and we would like to have someone that we can call regularly to like be able to go out for dinner and do things that we used to do before we had milo but the pandemic really messed that up and we just haven't gotten around to to doing that but Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. And like I wrote that post not too long ago about how like like the different stages of relationships. And I think you just need to like have compassion for your relationship. It's not going to be the same as it was before you had kids and it's going to continue to change. And once Milo is away at university, our relationship will be something completely different at that time as well. Um, So, yeah trying not to compare what your relationship is currently to how it was before when your life 
was completely different and just having compassion. Some Someone wrote a question about how we don't sleep together like physically in like at an overnight <laughs> and I was reminded we, we did yesterday and you didn't like that <laughs> I know. last night I was reminded real quick why we have separate beds at home because I am the most high maintenance sleeper I do like if I hear you breathe I like my heart starts beating fast that's how ragey I get because so I yeah no literally oh, yeah. like keep it down and I sleep with a sound machine as well like there's a white noise machine literally beside my head and I can still hear him like heavy breathing and it drives me crazy because all day I was so tired and he's like oh like making fun of me because I'm tired at 9 30 and I was ready to go to bed and then finally we're going to bed at midnight and he instantly falls asleep the guy who wasn't even tired at 9 30 He's instantly asleep and I'm like laying there raging. Yeah, I was instantly asleep because I had like five beers and and, like four shots. It's really annoying to the person who doesn't breathe heavy, who doesn't snore, who's like a high maintenance sleeper to have the person next to them fall asleep no problem and they're like laying there wishing that they could sleep and then I even woke you up and I was like you need to sleep on your side because he's more quiet if he's sleeping on his side and he like goes on to his side and then again instantly he fell asleep I was like how do you sleep so freaking quickly well tonight I'll sleep on the couch no because then I feel bad Partner guilt, see? Okay. Um, let's see here. How do we manage him working all the time and you being a stay-at-home mom? I don't consider myself a stay-at-home mom because even though I stay at home and I am a mom, like Milo's not home during the week. He's at school for the most part. But I don't know. We just, it works well for us. And I honestly think about couples who are both specialists like who have a job similar to what my husband has and I just I'm like how do you do it and I know a lot of people have like live-in nannies or nannies that come in like before and after um, school or daycare but it's just it must be so absolutely stressful and chaotic to have two people. Can you imagine if I had a job like you have and I'm on call, I'm working like, like, what do you, um, what would that be like? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more challenging. I mean, I think in that situation, we'd we'd definitely have to have a nanny or like, you know, our parents living close by yeah. uh, to be able to to manage that because, you know, if you both have to go in and do something at the same time, then, you know, what are you, you going to do, right? And the thing that I always think about is, especially nowadays with COVID and, you know, kids having a little cold and then they're home for days and you have to get them tested and it's not like necessarily like it was before, someone has to be available and I'm really lucky that I'm super flexible and so I can move things around easily. Um, It's not life or death, but not everybody can do that. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I It works well for us. And sometimes I feel a little bit like not resentful of my husband, but just of his job because I like quickly came to the realization that doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like I could have an interview booked with Jillian Harris and I would have to move it if my husband, if like something happened with Milo because my husband can't like he can't just like not be on call and show up or he can't you know like reschedule a whole day of people's surgeries so I can sit at home and talk to Jillian Harris in my pajamas so that was a little bit of a realization for me and it's frustrating but like that's just the way it is and that is like it's fine I just have to accept that well, if you if you book Jillian Harris on your podcast or someone like that, I'll take the day off. You'll take the day off just in case. <laughs> okay, just in case. Okay, we'll put out a, a like a uh, a GTA notice that nobody can have urological issues on this day. Renee is talking to Jillian Harris. Okay, how long have we been talking for? Can you see the timer? Twenty-seven. Oh my god, this is way too long. Okay, it's like the longest conversation we've had. We don't talk to each other. You should come on the podcast more because like we never just like talk. And I feel like because there's a microphone in your face, because sometimes I would ask him these questions just in general. And if we were just sitting there by ourselves, he wouldn't answer. But I feel like because he has a microphone, he feels like he has to answer. (laughs) I just don't want to have to do it again. (laughs) Okay, well, this was really fun. So thank you so much for talking with me. Um, I loved all your guys' questions. I'll probably try and answer some tomorrow on our car ride home uh, because we didn't get to all of them. But yeah, thanks so much. And um, we will talk to you next time. I'll send you a bill. Bye. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha